Welcome back to part two of our innovative readiness trade-in program series. I'm Staff Sergeant Paul Thorson of the 166 Airlift Wing Public Affairs Team. Today we are starting off with Lieutenant Colonel Melissa Davis of the 99th Medical Support Squadron out of Las Vegas. While at the South Dover Elementary Care site, she served as dietitian on this mission providing guidance to our patients about following healthy eating habits. I think it's a genius idea. <laughs> Whoever thought of it years ago, it's a genius idea because you're giving back to the community, you're giving back stateside, um, you're providing that health care that is not available to everyone in the community. Um, I think it's a wonderful idea at the same time you're training your military personnel to provide health care as a joint mission. Um, at no cost, it's just, it, it's a win-win. As far as the patients, I think they do not always have access to a dietitian or nutrition information in the community. Um, so they're getting that advantage uh, through this IRT and it's preventive medicine, really. So we all eat, we all uh, deal with nutrition daily. Uh, I see a lot of diabetes, hypertension, high cholesterol, uh, those are an obesity. Those are, you know, the four main things that I see a lot of and, uh, you know, educating them on nutrition and some basics of general nutrition even is very um, preventive for other uh, diseases. Also with the military members, um, they want education as well. So it's useful for them, for me to go around and provide them with some general topics like diabetes. We'll uh, go over some basics and that's training them and educating them as well. Um, so again, you're getting um, both, both ends, you know, is getting the education that they need and, and probably don't get on a daily basis. My goal is always to leave them with basic nutrition that's practical. To me, if they, if I tell them too much information, they might not walk away thinking that they can have that in their life or, or you know, do that basic small thing, small goals. We call them small goals and basic information. So my goal is always to try to give them just enough that they can go back and make some changes that will impact their life and also their children. I think it carries over uh, as well. So I do try to do general basic information that is practical. So uh, personally, I uh, joined the military because I wanted to provide some assistance in some way. That was my whole reason. Um, I was already out of college and I was already working in the community at the VA, you know, with home-based primary care. So community was my passion from the beginning. And I knew the military offered some of those um, programs as well. So that's why I joined the military. That was the whole reason. It took me about three years to figure out that they had the innovative readiness training, which was, again, exactly what I joined the military for. So I immediately started participating in one each year. And I work in the community with the VA and I have for 18 years. So it's very easy for me. Um, I think it's 
the most impactful. Like it's the one program that impacts the military member and the community all at the same time. I think we hear stories from time to time uh, about people that come in and they do not have insurance. They did not know how they were gonna pay for their power bill, their food, and also have medical care. And I think we, as people who are mostly insured and have those at our disposal, don't realize how much a need that is in the community and how um, it impacts that person to have that little bit of stress of not having to pay for dental care or eyeglasses or, you know, they might be overweight and know they need to talk to a dietitian, but they don't have the insurance to go or the money. Um, I don't think we really understand how much that means to them. And I've had people cry to me over the years and just say, I don't care if I have to stay here all night and all day. I mean, it's worth, you know, the money to, or the cost that I, you know, I don't, I can't pay for um, to get this done. And it's, they do understand the medical um, problems that can come from, you know, decaying teeth. They do understand this. And it's a stress for them every single day to not be able to take care of that. And for us to come in and relieve that stress from them is, I mean, it's, we can, we listen to stories all the time. And I think I would like people to know how impactful it is for these people. And, you know, we, all of us could tell a story. We hear them every single day. So I think that's one thing I just want whoever, you know, makes these decisions for the IRTs, I think, I really think they should have these more often. It should be something that's pretty standard and something that happens, uh, you know, on a regular scheduled basis for these communities. After chatting with Lieutenant Colonel Davis, I had a chance to speak with Major Barbara Sickler of the 153rd Air National Guard Medical Group from Cheyenne, Wyoming. She served as the site officer in charge, or what we in the military refer to as an OIC. She oversaw the operations from the South Dover Elementary Care Site and what really goes on in all the planning required for a successful operation. So I've been on now two IRT missions. So the first one, I served as the mission uh, logistics OIC. And then this one currently, I'm uh, serving as a site OIC. I don't have a medical background, but I am a medical services corps officer and we're your planners and, you know, we do all the logistics behind the scenes to make things happen. A lot of folks don't realize what MSC officers do, but especially for IRT missions is we're typically on your planning committees early on. And then of course on the ADVON teams to set up the clinics and patient flow and identifying the areas where we're going to provide services. We started back in November of last year, so many, many months to include weekly meetings, extra hours that you're putting in to coordinate even like funding requests and getting your unit, their transportation squared away, and then just communicating itself takes a lot of time. 
to set that aside to make sure that everybody is informed and on the same page for an upcoming mission such as the size. Myself, uh, my unit, being the Air Guard um, unit in Wyoming, we saw it as an opportunity to invite the Army National Guard with us since they usually do OCONUS IRT missions. I can say that whatever you think you're capable of or maybe not capable of, you actually are more than you know, um, especially in a leadership position. You just, you can go beyond like your, your own capabilities, what you think. So I, I think that's been a huge, huge thing I've learned just uh, of myself is just being in a leadership role or even a bigger role than I anticipated uh, serving under. And, and there's great rewards to it and just taking care of people and making sure that this mission is positive and successful. Well, between, um, so having been only done two IRT missions now, Savannah was, of course, in Georgia being a larger state, uh, we did have a little big, bigger footprint also with the four sites and be more spread out as opposed to here in Dover where we have three sites and a little more condensed. Relatively speaking though, I would say it impacted the community the same where we're still reaching great numbers and providing those health services to patients to get them the care that they need. I think it's been pretty even, it's just uh, relatively speaking though. I would say to anybody who hasn't done an IRT mission, the rewards are great in that especially being their medical staff. It's a great way to see patients who aren't ourselves as service members and get them maybe into doing some things that they're not normally not used to doing on a drill weekend in their clinic, you know, physicals and whatnot. It expands their experience into being in a stand-up clinic and working with limited supplies or patients that are in high need of healthcare, getting those complete. But then also the experience of serving on a joint mission has been huge too, because uh, it gets you out and serving along with our brothers and sisters and, and it's just rewarding. And it's, it's great just serving together all under one roof. I would like to extend a very special thank you to Lieutenant Colonel Davis and Major Sickler for sharing their stories with us today. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast channel so you can always stay up to date with new content and share this online with your friends in the community. Be sure to check out our next episode where we will have more conversations with IRT leadership.